Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. What's going on? What's happening? Happy day. Oh, <laughs> oh happy day. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to just stay positive today. We're in kind of good moods. Yeah. Yeah. I think we switched clothes. Color palettes. Yeah. You're wearing you, all black. And you look crunchy. I do. I'm wearing like beiges and browns. I've What's got my Johnny me? Cash gear on today. <laughs> yeah. You look like a secret agent or a spy. <laughs> or a man in black. Yes. A woman in black. Yes. Or like you belong in the Matrix, which is relevant oh, today. Oh my God. That's why I did it. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I have a funny story. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'd share it. First, I was like, no, I'm too embarrassed and I'm too mortified. But then but I'm I figured, Lee, so. you know, I've, I've shared everything <laughs> with everyone. So why stop now? Okay. So we all know that I hate feet. Right. Okay. I'm like scared of feet. I don't like to look at my own feet. I'm scared it of was, feet. There was something weird in our family where like if your toenails were even slightly long, oh, yeah. you got picked on. Oh, like you got made fun of. Yeah. It was roast, my brother. Yeah. roast o'clock. He just fucking <laughs> would roast you. He'd call you yeah. Edward Scissortoes. <laughs> And so I've always been like oddly self-conscious, very self-conscious. My toenails, I keep them tight, you know, (laughs) I keep them short. Short and sweet. I don't like to feel them in my sock. I don't, you know what I mean? Snag. I'm like really, oh my God, when they snag on like the bed sheet. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So I keep them, you know what? When I'm feeling like I like to splurge, I like to go and get Uh, a pedicure. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, we like to keep them. I said manicure. (laughs) You did. By definition, that would be. (laughs) (laughs) But so, okay. We just had a baby. She's like wild. Obviously she requires like, we're fucking tired. There's no spare time. Between her and the podcast and just trying to like eat and survive. (laughs) I have no time. Okay. And then the other night. October was sleeping and Jake was like, Hey, let me rub your feet. Like you've been having, you know, you've been working hard. Let me rub your feet. And he's the only person I'll let touch my feet. And he caught me slipping. And I said, well, (laughs) I haven't cut my toenails in a minute and I'm feeling really insecure. They're a little long. Right. (laughs) Please don't say anything about them. Fair warning. Fair warning. I said, please don't address my spirit. (laughs) I can't handle that right now. I said, please just give me, you know, that respect or else I don't want the foot rub. Like if you're going to say anything. And he assured you. He fucking promised me. He promised me. So we're like halfway into the first foot. You're feeling up. I just let my guard down because at first it takes me a minute because of my toes. Right. And I'm relaxing. And then all of a sudden, he fucking t- <laughs> he calls me a pterodactyl. <laughs> and he said, quote unquote, pterodactyl toes. New <laughs> said, band name. And I it. said, what did you just say? <laughs> and 
he said, you have pterodactyl toes. And then I let it go. <laughs> and it I took still you by tried surprise. to relax. And then he kept making screeching noises <laughs> like a bird. Sound effects and all. <laughs> he was going for it. <laughs> I was so fucking mortified. I was so mortified. And guess what? He'll never it, touch your toes again. Because my toenails were cut the next day. <laughs> I, he shamed I you. handled that shit. I was shamed. <laughs> Like pterodactyl. Oh my god. That's gosh. like really insulting. Why not just an average bird? Like you had to go fucking I mean, prehistoric. He was just <laughs> He was trying to tell you those talons. <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. So Oh my gosh. I will make sure to have my toes looking <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> That won't happen again. Yeah, so that's my story. Oh, I just thought goodness. that was the funniest Hilarious. thing that he's ever said. It was just such an can oddly you, specific Can insult. you recreate the sound effects? No, I can't. No. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> <laughs> He was doing like hand motions. <laughs> it looked like claws. I'm pissed. <laughs> he's sleeping on the couch tonight. The more I talk about this, I'm like, wait a minute. That was fucked up. Betrayal. <laughs> That was some After deep ass he betrayal. Promised, motherfucker, you promise. Yeah, you'll never touch those discs. <laughs> this is why I don't let people touch my feet. This is exactly why. Oh my oh god. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Hilarious. that's where we're at. I love it. Uh hey, go what? rate us on Spotify and Apple. Hey, please do. If not, the threat is that I will come at you with my pterodactyl toes. <laughs> Apparently they can be considered a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the socks to prove it <laughs> five stars please go check out our patreon yes. uh, there's a lot of cool stuff happening over there it's like check a big our... family fan club yeah check fun. out our merch check out our merch ooh. yeah ooh, ah, uh, yeah go see all the fun things sounds good uh i have a, a fucking doozy today so are you Do ready you? to get into it let's yeah. just hop right in yeah this is okay. a long one you ooh. know i like to pick light movies this one was clocking <laughs> in at like two hours and fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> and I had to watch it twice because it's one of those. All right, yeah. I'm talking about The Matrix. Yes. 1999. I loved this movie when I was a kid. And this is odd because it's like it's science fiction, which I do love, but right. it's also heavy on the action. Right. Which and I I'm do not, not an love. action yeah. fan. Right. But I loved this fucking movie. I used to watch it repeatedly. My dad had a DVD copy yeah. and I used to stick it on and I just All thought the time. yeah, I thought I could do the moves. Yeah. I wanted the well, attire. Those were some, you know, and I had never seen it. Lore had never seen The Matrix, no. and I said, we can't talk about this unless to you watch, watch it. it because so you're did. not, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel? I mean, I really liked it, but I feel like when we talked about you watching or doing The Sixth Sense, it's uh, kind of like, it's been so long. I've known, uh, I, like, I know all about it. All I the knew, punchlines I knew were what already. was coming. Mm. I knew what it was about. Um, That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, I liked it. I love the story behind it. I love the messaging. Yes, um, yes, yes. The action, not my thing you know what no, i mean i'm not I a huge it. action it fan was, it was pretty cool because it was 90s I mean, it was very uh, cheese yeah. uh so let's talk about it, it was rated r mm-hmm. which was kind of surprising to me but the tagline is free your mind free, free your mind, mind and the rest will follow <laughs> oh that was good yes tm <laughs> and Vogue move over all right written and directed by lana and lily wachowski okay. who are sisters okay and here is your cast give it to me keanu is it keanu 
Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I thought it was Keanu. I thought it was Keanu. I'm sure we're wrong. Keanu Reeves <laughs> as Neo. I like him. Just He's, call him Keo. <laughs> mashup. Yeah, Keo. I like him. I like and him. I really liked him when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, he's weird. Jake said it best. He said he's like Nicolas Cage without all of like the weirdness <laughs> because his acting style is very similar. He's simultaneously yeah. like a really good and really bad actor, and I can't explain it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I love I him, agree. and he's really good in this movie. Uh, we have Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> all right. Here's one of the the movie quotes that we quote all, all the, the time. time. There's a movie called Higher Learning. Yep. And Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> plays a teacher. And for some odd reason, he offers someone a peppermint. Throughout, like, is it throughout the movie or just Many once? times. Yeah. I think he talks about peppermint. I don't know. Ooh, would goes, you like a peppermint? Ooh, would you like a peppermint? <laughs> <laughs> he says it's so classy. And we quote it all the time. Lawrence Fishburne is like one of the greatest actors <laughs> of all time. And we're like that. That peppermint line, though. That That's was it. it. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. Was she mossy? And was she mossy and green? <laughs> and green. Uh, yeah, but she was in Chocolat. And I find that that character differentiation. Oh, she was. You told me that. And yeah. it kind of like broke the glass. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. Damn. But we do like Trinity. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Joe Pantoliano. Is that how you say it? Pantoliano. Pantoliano. <laughs> Just call him Joey Pants, man. Joey Pants as Cypher. <laughs> we love Joey Pants. We do. Uh, he was in The Sopranos. <laughs> I know. And I love when Christopher chopped his head off and put in the bowling bag. Exactly. Put in the bowling bag. Yeah. Way to spoil. But my favorite is him La in Bumba. La Bumba. We call him Bob. Bobo. Bobo. Uh, Marcus Chong as Tank. And I had a crush on mm. Tank when I was a kid. Mm-hmm, oh, my God. I mm-hmm. thought he was just the cutest. Yeah. Uh, Julian Arahonga as Apoc. Matt Dorian as Mouse. I also liked Mouse. Cute. Uh, Belinda McClory as Switch. Anthony Ray Parker as Dozer. And oh, I liked him. You liked Dozer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cute. Cute. Uh, and Gloria Foster as the Oracle. Okay, are you fucking ready? Like I said, this movie is long and very complex. It is Mm -hmm. like, you know, everyone says that no, you can't understand this movie. So I'm like, (laughs) you're going to break it down for us. Try to break it down. Wow. But I do have to skip some things. There's because some skill. There's some skill going into this one. This one took me a long time. Yeah. I've been working on this one for a while. I had to be ready. I had yes. to be ready. Okay. We open with some green computer code dripping down the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's classic now. But you have yeah. to think at the time it was like, whoa, oh what is gosh. this? Oh, futuristic. <laughs> it was 1999. <laughs> and suddenly we see a message. Call trans opt received uh, to 1998 recording slash trace or something like that Mm -hmm. okay then we hear two people having a phone conversation about watching over the one Mm -hmm. quote unquote and we realize the call is being traced and recorded so the girl on the phone was trinity Mm -hmm. uh and now a police squad has her cornered okay yeah and she's like on a computer (laughs) dude those were really good sound effects was it oh my god yeah but trinity escapes Okay, using some wild, seemingly superhuman skills, like she's bending, she's yeah. snapping, yeah, she's yeah. floating, you know, yeah, running down the wall sideways. Yeah, <laughs> things that you shouldn't be able to no. do. And she flees to a payphone. You know what it reminds me of? That time Vin Diesel slid down the railing on a cookie sheet. Was that Triple X? Yes. Oh my God. Vin Diesel. Let's get him in here. Talk about action. Yeah. What an action star. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's in the payphone. Okay, the phone rings, and when she answers it, Trinity disappears. Poof. <gasps> Poof and we're gone. Okay, Vanished. so the agents, that's what they're called, that have been following her. They're uh-huh. like three men with tiny glasses. Okay, we've all seen the glasses. Yes. They barely cover the eyeballs. <laughs> they barely cover the eyeballs. And they also have superhuman skills. Yes. Okay, they don't seem bothered by losing their target Mm-mm. because they have an informant helping them track her down. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to cut to computer programmer Thomas Anderson by day mm-hmm. and computer hacker Neo by, by night. night. He's living like a double life. Uh, he's just waking up from a cat nap in his crusty apartment. <laughs> she finds and you crusty, Neo. <laughs> and, there are, <laughs> and there are no tchotchkes. No, it's, it's very bare, like, bare he, it seems like he's been living in there for a while. Oh. There might be a stank. There might be a stank. <laughs> I think you're correct. But the 90s slash early 2000s loved a fucking computer hacker. Like, they really put them on a pedal, <laughs> pedestal. Like, oh my God. And they were crusty. Let's be honest. Crusty hackers. Usually. But new band name. Crusty hackers. TM. <laughs> That's definitely like in heavy one. metal font. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But Neo didn't just wake up on his own from his nap. Okay, He received a message on his computer Mm -hmm. telling him to wake up. It said, wake up, Neo. Very creepy. Mm. This anonymous hacker then informs Neo that the Matrix has him before telling him to follow the white rabbit. Little Alice in Wonderland. Yes, your favorite lore. Mm -hmm. Um, An average person would be super spooked by these messages. Okay, but Neo is also somewhat intrigued. He's a little spooked. Mm -hmm. He's like, what the fuck? But he's intrigued because he has heard of the Matrix before. In fact, he's been searching for a mysterious man who goes, man, (laughs) man, (laughs) mysterious man who goes by the name of Morpheus. 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 That's a cool That's name. That's a kick-ass name. Yeah. Uh, he's the leader of an underground rebel group who supposedly has all of the answers to Neo's questions. Ah. Ooh. So long story very short. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neo follows a girl with a white rabbit tattoo. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. that. I thought that was the That's coolest fucking cool. thing. Except it looks like a lick and stick tattoo. <laughs> he couldn't like that you oh got my out gosh, of a vending machine. Machine. That. He couldn't have tried a little harder to make it look real. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, it's not a real world. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the spoiler spoiler alert. But he follows this girl to a club yeah. where he meets Trinity. Ah. Okay, Trinity, who we know from the beginning, has been watching Neo. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she tells him that Morpheus is very real. And he does, in fact, have all of the answers that Neo is looking for. Right. So the next day at work, a group of agents arrive to take Neo away. And he doesn't know why. He has no idea what's happening. Yeah, the agents that were after Trinity. Yeah. Small glasses. Right. And they eventually succeed. They get him. Okay. Even though Morpheus tries to help him escape, it doesn't work. The agents tell Neo that they know all about his criminal computer hacking and that he's in big trouble. Big trouble. But they'd be willing to forget all about his criminal activities if Neo leads them to their real target, Morpheus, the most dangerous man alive, they say. Yes. Neo refuses. I think he gives them the finger. <laughs> ah! He's like, take this. <laughs> take you down with my middle finger. With my middle finger. So the agents like melt his mouth shut. I oh, love this yeah. scene. That to me, this good. is like such a classic scene. It's real yeah. spooky. This is the first time you get the sense of like, wait a minute. Something Some's is not, really not there's something right amok. in this world. So his mouth like fuses shut so he can't, you know, get out. And they knock his ass out and they plant a robotic bug inside of his belly button Ew, to track so him. Gross. So spooky. 
So then Neo wakes up the next day in his crusty bed. We're yeah. back. We're back to the crust. <laughs> back to the crust. <laughs> and he just thinks he's dreaming, right? He thinks it was all a dream until he gets a call from Morpheus. Morpheus. Uh, Trinity and a few others pick Neo up, remove mm-hmm. the tracker in a fucking hilarious scene. Yeah. They like pull out this men in black looking like gadget and they're like, suck it out. Four. Meanwhile, <laughs> remove it. It's just a, a Hoover. That it's like a Hoover. <laughs> But finally, the Morpheus meet cute commences. It what we've been waiting for. So mm-hmm. Morpheus is looking fucking badass. This is Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. With the peppermint. With his peppermints. Uh, he's wearing a leather jacket mm-hmm. and even tinier glasses <laughs> than the agents. His are the smallest glasses of all. It's because he's, you know, he's the top dog. They're hanging on a hope and a prayer <laughs> on the bridge of his nose, man. It's just like an eyebrow. but he pretty much cuts right to the chase with neo okay mincing any words he tells him that it's time to break free from the prison in his mind yes there's again (laughs) and learn all about the matrix okay or the world that has been pulled over our eyes Mm -hmm. to blind us from the truth Mm -hmm. okay but you can't be told what the matrix is you have to see it for yourself yes and with this morpheus offers neo the choice between two pills one blue in one red. Classic. Yeah. Okay. If he takes the blue pill, the story ends right here. Yeah. Neo will wake up in his crusty ass bed <laughs> and he will believe whatever he wants to believe. But if he takes the red pill, Neo will stay in Wonderland and Morpheus will show him how deep the rabbit hole goes. Whoa. Say fucking less. Give me that yeah. red pill. That sounds exciting. I took that red pill long ago. A long time ago. <laughs> so with almost zero hesitation... Mm-hmm. Badass Neo downs that shiny red pill. <laughs> he sure does. And everything begins to distort around him, becoming almost dreamlike. Yeah. Again, very cool scene. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, a bald and even crustier looking Neo wakes up in a yeah. goo filled pod. Okay. Yeah, that's gross. Lore hates this no, scene. I don't like There goo. were sound effects. It sounded. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good was it i think he might have a career as like a sound what is it called like a folly a artist voiceover? yeah a voiceover Lord, artist. oh my god oh my gosh but there's all kinds of fucking red human filled pods around him it's like mm-hmm. a sea of human filled pods and it's all like technical and end of the world looking it invasion looks of the body snatcher looking. yes um yeah. and some spooker spooker <laughs> some spookers spookers <laughs> like boogers <laughs> Some spooky, it's a spooky booger, <laughs> a spooky computer, spookers, <laughs> like flying around and shit. It's scary. Okay. And Neo's like, what the fuck is going on? He breaks free from the pod and all of the tubes that mm-hmm. were like hooking him up to this yeah, pod. Yeah. Okay. And he is brought into the real world. We'll get to that in a minute. Road rules. Oh my God. <laughs> Seven strangers picked to live in a house. <laughs> Real world, the Matrix. Oh my god, I'd watch it. What a good mashup, right? I'd fucking be right. That's like me in a nutshell. But he climbs aboard the Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. which is Morpheus's hovercraft, badass name, to heal and build muscle. Yeah, because Morpheus says he's never used his muscles before. He's atrophied. Yeah, so right. they have to like pump him full of muscle. Yeah, like the biggest muscle. His brain has used it. Okay, Lori, yes, Ooh. is the brain a muscle? I don't know. Okay, but I'm going to say it is. <laughs> <laughs> Once Neo is healed and all buff, okay, mm-hmm. buff Neo, he meets the rest of the crew. We have Trinity, we yeah. know her, okay, yeah. and sparks are flying. Woo. They share a little glance, something's it's happening. A, it, they had a meet cute earlier they had on. A meet, yes, yes, they did. Uh, we have APOC, Switch, Cypher, Tank, Cutie, mm-hmm. Dozer, 
and mouse. Yeah. All right. Morpheus then tells Neo what's up. And here is where we learn what the fuck is going on and what the matrix what is. So strap is in because it's a doozy. But to those of you who say they don't understand the movie, the bulk of the information is right in this section. Okay. Pay attention here. Okay. There we go. The year is not 1999, like Neo thinks. Mm-hmm. It's actually closer to 2199, but nobody knows for sure. Right there, I'm spooked. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Scary. Okay, thank you, Lauren. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it in. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And the world is everyone knows it. Isn't actually it's not real. real. It's not real, like Laura said. Mm-hmm. It's all a neural, neural interactive neural? simulation. Carl? <laughs> Neural? <laughs> yes. It's a simulation. Yeah. Okay. What our group calls the matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point in the early 21st century, all of mankind was celebrating the birth of AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence. Yeah. But this AI consciousness spawned a race of machines and they went to war with humans. Mm-hmm. This is what we're all afraid of, right? The Absolutely. computers are getting too smart and yeah. they take over. Right. The sun got destroyed in the battle. Okay, the machines took over and they began growing humans to harvest their energy instead of the sun's because the sun was taken out. So they needed some power. Damn. Why not take it from humans? Why not? So the Matrix, a computer generated dream world, was created to keep these humans docile and under control, Mm. a.k.a. the perfect battery. Obey, as yeah. Shepard Fairy would so say. So they're batteries. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So now the only humans left are taking refuge in an underground city called Zion. I got to tell you, my battery is pretty low. Lord. So they're not, they're not getting much energy from me. I'm tapped. Drain me. Put, put me down the pipe. Fuck you. It's like you a can't tag team. Me. Swap out. Oh, my God. So the agents who we've seen, tiny glasses, Mm -hmm. um, they are virtual programs sent to take down threats to the system within the matrix. Mm. Okay, until people are unplugged like Neo was. Right. Agents can hack into anyone's mind while in the matrix and become them. So like you'll see throughout the movie, they'll just morph into whoever. So you can trust no one Mm -hmm. but Morpheus's group. Morpheus. Ah, lore. Okay. Uh, I'm connecting some dots here. I'm connecting some dots. (laughs) Uh, Sentinels are machines that take down threats within the real world. Uh Okay. The 2199 world. If you die in the matrix, you will also die in the real world. So be careful. Morpheus and co. Okay. Uh, Nice. Little band. (laughs) Hack into the matrix to unplug people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because they understand what the matrix is, they can bend its physical laws. Hence Uh, the superhuman skills where they can, you know, run on walls. As long as the matrix exists, the human race will never be free. Okay. So Morpheus Mm -hmm. and his crew are on a mission to find the one who can mm-hmm. stop it. That's why they're unplugging people. Right. Because this one will free humankind. <sighs> okay. And why? How do they know this? This was prophesized by an oracle. Ooh. And guess who the one is? Um, Neo. Neo. Oh, Lord, I forgot his name. <laughs> Neo. 
Laura said, uh, Keo. 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 Yes. All right. So here's where I'm going to try to do a super speed round wrap up okay. because at this point, I'm not kidding. We were like 40 minutes. <laughs> so I am most definitely skipping things. Okay. The gang loads Neo's brain up with a bunch of knowledge. Oh my gosh. I like this part because yeah, they're like too. computers. So they can just be like, do you want to know Kung Fu? I, I wish I could let's like do that. It. Yeah, it's just let's like, upload it into my brain. Yeah. Keanu Reeves saying, I know Kung Fu. Hilarious. <laughs> the fucking one-liners that weren't supposed to be funny in this movie. There's a plethora to choose from. Okay. And Morpheus trains Neo to alter the Matrix world with his mind in mm-hmm. that classic mm-hmm. fight scene. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we learn that Cypher... Okay, Joey Pants. Oh, uh, Joey Pants. He is the rat informant. He's always the oh, bad no, guy. He is. He's always a dickbag, dude. If you know his character in The Sopranos, yes. I fucking hate him. Ralph Sopranos, so bad. He's the fucking worst, and he's pretty bad in this. He's even a douche in The Goonies. Oh my God, he really fucking is. Oh no, Joey Pants. Uh, He cut a deal with Uh, the agents in exchange for another dance with the blue pill mm -hmm. in a posh lifestyle. He's like, I want to be someone famous, like an actor or something. So while the gang is plugged into the Matrix to visit the Oracle, Mm -hmm. okay, who tells Neo that he is, in fact, you are not not the the one. one. She's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, The agents ambush the group based on Cypher's tip. Okay, Uh They knew they were going to be there. And there are some casualties. Oh, this part yeah. was devastating it to was Little devastating. Lee. Rest yes. in peace to Mouse, Switch, Apoc, and Dozer. Oh, oh my God. God. Your boy, your boy went down. I was so sad. So in the hoopla, Morpheus is captured by the agents who are trying to hack into Zion. Mm-hmm. And they think Morpheus can, yeah. you know, which right, he probably right, right. can because he's a badass. Because he's Morpheus. Okay. And an injured tank takes Cypher out. Yes. Bye-bye, Joey Pants. Bye-bye, Joey Pants. Neo and Trinity waste no time and they head off to rescue Morpheus. Of course. Okay. And it is here that Neo finds his stride oh my god he's dodging bullets in his trench coat oh and tiny glasses slow-mo how do the tiny glasses stay on i mean glue it's cinema it's cinema <laughs> cinema. cinema and he's cinema kicking magic. agent ass okay mm-hmm. yes i love this scene they rescue morpheus but as they all go to escape neo is injured injured uh, bad one of the agents gets him injured bad injured injured bad <laughs> and it's not looking good okay we think he's dead we think of he's course. about to die of course but then trinity in the real world confesses her love for him uh, okay as the world healed. is crumbling she's like you know what now's the time i love you. for me to tell you love and he is revived with the power of love <laughs> and he's got extra juice <laughs> his battery has been recharged <laughs> Okay, his mind is freed. He Uh, can bend and control whatever he wants in the Matrix because none of it is real. And he is the one, damn it. I really like this part because when it clicks for him, he sees everything as code. Right. And I I really like that visual. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay. So why did the Oracle say he wasn't the one? This is the only part that is fuzzy to me. Morpheus says that the Oracle just told him whatever he needed to hear. Oh, to keep him to moving keep it, forward. Yeah, okay. I, it still doesn't. It's a little okay. fuzzy to me. Right, gotcha. I don't really know. Plot hole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure someone could right, explain right, right. it. Uh, Neo defeats an agent. Okay. And he scares off the others. They run the other yeah. way. And then he locks lips with Trinity. Of course. Finally. Of course. Uh, the movie ends with Neo vowing to expose the machines and show humans the real world a world where anything is possible. Nice. It's more epic than it sounds. It's like pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. If anything yeah. is possible, I'd have to change the decor in that in that space. What what space? What decor? What are in, you talking about? What are you talking about? In the ship? 
Yes, in the, Neb- <laughs> in the Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, it's just dank. It's it look, dank. Lore. They're in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, if it can be anything, I want it to look See, nice. See, I was kind of liking, because it's very, like, cyberpunky, and I was uh-huh. kind of liking their, like, grungy sweaters and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I would wear Hello, it. Hello, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> the fuck out. 1999. Yeah, the color palette was a little gray on the ship. But you know what? <laughs> you didn't have a lot to work with. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, much more badass in the yeah. Matrix. That's why they make themselves look super cool. Yeah. When they're yeah. in the Matrix, they're like, we got to get it out. Because <laughs> we're in fucking rags back in the real world. <laughs> okay, so what is my lesson? Mm-hmm. What is it? I'm going to dive into what is the Matrix? What does it all mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that, even when I posted that we were doing this, people were like, please explain this to me. Yeah. I think people are still confused. Right. It is one of those movies that, like, you kind of have to watch it a few times. Yes. Um, because there is a it. lot going on. You're being hit with a lot of information. A lot to process. But I got to tell you, it fucking holds up. This movie is fucking so good. Oh I thoroughly gosh. enjoyed yeah. it. And I was like happy to watch it twice mm-hmm. because you're picking up on all these little details. Yeah. The visuals are so fucking good. There's I mean, so there's much. a reason yeah. this movie is like known for what Meant it is. to wake you up. Okay, Lore. Yes, I, I love all of Lore's little, little secret messages here. Okay, so I do want to note, I have not seen any of the sequels because there are more. And mm-hmm. I think one just came out like a few years ago. Yeah. And so who knows what happens to like yes. this universe? I am just focusing on this one. Right. Okay, so this is a movie that people can't seem to understand. Like I said, I do remember back in like the early 2000s, this being yeah. a constant topic. People right. were like, what the fuck? Does this movie mean going on? But as far as the surface level story, like what you are seeing in the film, I think, like I said, Morpheus explains it pretty damn well. Like when he is explaining it to Neo, I think it's pretty fucking Mm -hmm. cut and dry. It's a computer generated world. The matrix made to keep people docile so that they continue on as a cog in the wheel. Consume, consume. Yeah. So what that wheel is. I guess is up to the viewer's interpretation. Like you are very clearly seeing it as like this capitalistic society cog in the world thing, but it can be taken different ways. Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I see it as just like the gist. Oh yeah. 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 The the, uh, underlying message there. Absolutely. Now take the red pill and take the blue pill have become common sayings that are direct reference to the movie. Obviously Mm -hmm. I love when pop culture things become part of the lexicon. Yes. So cool. The, uh, the landscape. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Laura, you're <Yeah>. so wise. <laughs> Give us some more coffee. Uh, yeah. Uh, this means that there is a choice between learning the truth about something, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's like comfortable or not, which yep. is taking the red pill, which it usually is not. Yes. Or remaining complacent and in the dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't want to know that right. would be taking the blue pill. Right. Uh, I take the red pill every fucking time. I if you too. tell me I can have answers, that's how I'm you want to try to get them. Freaking painful. It is. Um, you'll hear it used all the time as a metaphor. Okay. And you do have to watch when it comes to politics because both sides mm. have used it to fit their beliefs or views. Yeah. Okay. And it has been used recently, I think by the alt-right mm-hmm. taking the red pill. So just be careful yeah, that it yeah. can be used yeah. to mean different right. things. So as far as the deeper quote unquote meaning behind the matrix, it is of course, you know, it could be taken however you want it. That's right. the point of right, art. Right, right. Okay. There's a lot being said mm-hmm. and there can be a lot of different 
mm-hmm. I don't know, interpretations. Mm-hmm. But some see it as a critique of capitalism, yeah. um, a philosophical mind fuck. Okay, there's a lot of philosophy references mm-hmm. in there. Um, a religious allegory, a warning against too advanced technology. That's right. definitely big in there. A political statement. Right. Okay, and or just a good action movie. Right. Like, right, and right, it can right. be like multiple right. things at once. Right. Uh, but it has also connected in a deep way to the trans community. Mm, okay. Yep. So arguably the biggest reason the movie has connected to trans viewers is because it was written and directed by two at the time closeted trans women. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the time they were known as the Wachowski brothers. Right. So today both Lily and Lana are out and proud. Nice. Okay. They both came out in the 2010s i think lily came out no i think lana came out first and then lily followed a few years later and it seems like that's when people really started connecting like those themes in the movie Yeah. yeah so some people literally view the movie as a big secret trans allegory. Okay. Okay. Like a sci-fi action packed trans coming out story, mm-hmm. like fucking badass. Right. So here are some examples of some of that subtext in the okay. film. Gotcha. So Neo could be seen as experiencing dysphoria. Okay. He feels very out of place. He's mm-hmm. searching for something. Morpheus makes that speech about the splinter in the mind. Uh-huh. That's a big thing. Okay. Um, Neo's uncomfortable being referred to as as Mr. Anderson. Mm. This is something that really stood out to me. Like the way the agents call him Mr. Anderson, they use like a specific tone. Tone. um, And this could be seen as his dead name. Like authoritative almost. Yeah. And like knowingly saying Uh something that's ad, like that's disrespectful. Yeah. So this could be considered his dead name with Neo being his chosen name. And so they're dead naming him, which is something that happens often to trans people. Um, Neo is able to express his true self online, Mm -hmm. um, which many trans people did in the nineties specifically. I, that I found super interesting, like chat rooms and stuff. Right. Right. Um, the matrix can be seen as the gender binary, Okay, Mm. so it's it goes like pretty deep into it. If you want or need to learn about some of these terms that I'm saying, okay, I will link some resources on our site. It's complex. I'm not the one. This should be explaining those complexities to you. So I will link some stuff. But there are some more like literal clues Mm -hmm. in the movie that people have picked up on. So Neo undergoes a transformation in many ways, mental, physical medical right you know not that there is always a physical transformation but there's a lot of that that theme happening okay the first and last text in the film i said says call trans opt Mm. so some people have said Mm -hmm. that's a clue and the red pill resembles a hormone tablet from the 90s that was commonly used all right so there are more like literal okay so i did watch a youtube video from art.cowboy that goes more into detail about how like this is all a big trans allegory more details about it Mm -hmm. i will link it on our website it is from a queer and trans perspective so i think that's important right and they talk about why it's very important to that community so go check that out i also caught an interview that lily wachowski did okay with netflix i 
thought it was super cool. I'll link that too, where she talks about the matrix having this like resurgence specifically in the trans oh, community. Yeah. And she says that the trans subtext was actually part of the original intention, Okay, but that the corporate world wasn't quite ready for that uh, at the time. Shocking. So note the character of switch was originally mm. meant to actually switch genders when going in and in out outs. of the matrix. Okay. But that was kind of taken out. I see. But overall the matrix was, was all about the desire for transformation, she says. And it was written from a closeted point of view, right. which many people can relate to. Yeah. Um, and before the sisters even confirmed all of this for fans, it did connect to the trans community, maybe without people realizing wow. exactly why. Unconsciously. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. love that, that you could kind yeah. of pick up on it. You resonate yeah, yes. it resonates with you. So yeah. powerful. So this movie, as we've said, was such a huge fucking hit. Okay. And right. it's such a big, iconic piece of pop culture. Okay. And that's important for trans people to yes. see and they feel represented on screen in such a big blockbuster yeah. way. Right? right. It's huge. And the fact that this is so big also means that people are more open to queer and trans narratives then they might realize, right. okay, so maybe let's stop being closed-minded assholes. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, Laura, yes. snap your fingers. Okay, this is all super important to note right mm -hmm. now because there has been a lot of scary and very hateful rhetoric going on in the U.S. specifically about trans people, okay? Yes. What I'm seeing, it's fucking horrible, okay? We're seeing anti-trans legislation in the U.S., bans on gender-affirming care, bills on trans athletes participating in school sports, drag show bans, a lot of stuff going after the rights of trans kids. Yeah. It's very fucking scary. We could go on and on. Yeah. Okay. Their rights are being fucking attacked. Right. Plain and simple. Okay. Bullshit. It's a fucked up time right now. So yes. please continue to educate yourself. Okay. Stand up for trans folks whenever and wherever you can and learn how to help. Yeah. Okay. We'll be doing some of the legwork for you. Yep. So it can be made easy. We will link a variety of resources on our website. If you want to learn more about what is going on, which is important. Absolutely. And ways you can help. Right. Okay. To our trans community. We are here for you. We love you. You will always Absolutely. have a safe space here at Uncle Bob's, our non-binary community as well, LGBTQ+, all of you. We Everybody. love you. We will fight for you. Yes. Absolutely. We will be your family. You will always have a place here at Uncle Bob's. Absolutely. Um, but I absolutely loved learning about that. I had constantly, I, like I had been hearing that the trans community was connecting to the matrix and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know why. Like I had right. never. Right, right, right. I just found that all really that's, fucking cool. Yeah. And awesome. super important, that's especially awesome. right now. So go watch the matrix. Damn. I'm excited to watch the sequels. We need to start mass producing those red pills for people. Oh my God. Lord. <laughs> Laura's <laughs> like, let's just fucking, I feel like the generation under me, I always yeah. get confused. Mm -hmm. Is it Gen Z? I feel like yeah. they are doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's hope. I, I will just say that. I agree. Yes. All right. Would you like some fun and random facts about I the Matrix? Would. Again, this is one of the biggest fucking movies of all time. So there were literally millions, thousands of fun facts yeah. in my brain. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sure I forgot a piece of information. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Don't fucking come for me. Okay. The soundtrack. It's fucking dope. I like the soundtrack. <laughs> it's very technical, very yeah. fucking hacker. 1999 rage against the machine though. Oh, of right. course, because uh -huh. there's some kind of political yes. undertone. Yeah. Rage against the machine is going to come in. Rob zombies on it. Oh, nice. A lot of like, boom, pow, boom, pow. <laughs> 
<laughs> while they're like flying in the air. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this movie has been extremely influential to film. Okay. The stunts, the special effects, the yeah. filming techniques, the color palette. Okay. They were all groundbreaking yes. at the time. Like this right. was a huge fucking right. deal. Yeah. That's why I was kind of sad. Like I said, you know, I expected all that. So if I had seen yeah, it during that time, fresh. I probably would have been like, Whoa. I will say like, I remember the feeling of watching it back in mm-hmm. probably 1999, early two thousands. And it did feel different yeah, because again, sure. you have to think when technology wasn't what it was today. Yeah. This was so mind blowing mm-hmm. and expansive. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but it is also known for genre bending genre <laughs> genre. <laughs> I always fucking try to not say it like that, but I can't help it. And stylistic influence from a variety of sources. So Mm -hmm. action, kung fu, sci-fi, anime, westerns. There's a very like western sequence where the wind is like blowing paper and shit. (laughs) Tumbleweeds. Um, And of course, Greek mythology. Um, I think Morpheus in Greek mythology is the god of dreams, which is kind of fun. Interesting. But I mentioned color. Okay. So Mm -hmm. speaking of the color palette, Mm -hmm. iconic. All scenes that take place within the matrix have a green tint. Mm. That iconic green matrix color to resemble like a computer screen. Toxic poison. (laughs) Or that. Yeah. (laughs) Toxic sludge. Yeah, sure. And scenes in the real world have a bluish tint. Okay. If it's neither, like in their training sequences, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a slight yellow tint. Interesting. I love shit like that. The brain picks up on that. And it just, ooh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, The green code. You know, Uh the matrix code that makes up the, you know, thing at the beginning was created by the production designer out of sushi recipes from a cookbook. Whoa. Interesting. Love that. Uh, It was shot almost entirely in Sydney, Australia. I did not know that. Did not know that. Down under. Okay. (laughs) Throw another shrimp (laughs) from the barbie. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're so bad. I just had to do it. I know. You know what I said? I apologize to Claire right now. I know. I said in the new year that I was going to leave these accents behind and I just fucking <laughs> no, did you're not. you're doing it more. No, in fact. And now you've got me on board. In fact, I've gotten worse. <laughs> Fuck. Um, the stunts in the training, that could be like another episode fucking on yeah. its own. Okay. It seemed absolutely wild. The opening action scene alone took six months of training. Oh Holy my. shit. And I think that's a commitment right Keanu there. Reeves did. Yeah. They like went fucking, Keo. they went, Keo went all out. <laughs> Keo Sorrento. <laughs> <laughs> um, the martial arts sequences and stunts were choreographed by martial artist Wu Ping Yon. Uh-huh. Okay. And there was lots of training, which meant wow. lots of injuries too. Oh a lot gosh. of people got hurt. Really? I kept reading. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Uh, the famous dodging bullet action sequence, yeah. you know, where he bends. Yeah. Yeah. Has been like spoofed. a twisty bobcat pretzel. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's been spoofed in over 20 movies. Remember? Everyone was spoofing that back yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. It was just the punchline of like every fucking joke because it was hilarious to see for the first time. And then they're wearing those like hilarious black tight ass clothes. I think Matthew Lillard tries to recreate it and she's all that. Oh my God. Yeah, but he with like a silver touch. Yeah, I like exactly. that. Exactly. He's green in his flair. <laughs> to prepare for the scene where Neo wakes up in the goo pod, Keanu, Keo Reeves, uh, lost 15 pounds and shaved his whole body to give him that emaciated look. Oh my gosh. I bet he was itchy when that shit started growing back. Oh my God. The peach fuzz. <laughs> yeah, that fucking sucks. Razor burn. <laughs> in the goo. Ow. 
Um, hey, Lore. What? John Cusack lobbied hard for the oh, rule of Neo. Can you imagine? I can, because he took that red pill way long ago. Oh, yeah. That's what, probably why he, he was like so talking about the red pill. But and can you, know you imagine him, though? I learned Kung Fu. Johnny Koo, I love you, but that's not the rule for you. It was not for no, you, my no. guy. I would have pay to see some of these lines come out of his mouth though <laughs> and if you were wondering yes Nicolas Cage was also considered for the role what role wasn't that man fucking considered for he was considered for every role Shit. but only in his own mind in his own mind right <laughs> he was like that role was made for me <laughs> no one ever mentioned it to him uh Will Smith also famously turned down the role of Neo to appear in 1999's Wild Wild West. Oh, oh no. Which was a big flop. Ouch. Major bummer. Ooh, major can bummer. Can I tell you that <laughs> Wild Wild West was one of my favorite, like the OG. Yeah. When I was a kid. I love Robert Conrad. Speaking mm, of little glasses him. though, because I, I love Will Smith when yeah. I was little, especially um, McDonald's when Wild Wild West came out, or maybe it was Burger <laughs> King. They gave away the Wild Wild West <laughs> glasses and like yeah. the Happy Meal yeah. or whatever. It might have been Burger King. Oh my God. I wore those everywhere. You couldn't touch me, bitch. I was like, Wild Wild West who? Yes. I wish I still had them. Oh my goodness. Right oh my goodness. Um, in 2012, the Matrix was selected by the U.S. Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry archives for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Nice. We've had a few of those pop Yay. up. That's cool. Yep. Um, at the 2000s Oscars, it won four technical awards. Like, it won everything it was nominated for, mm, The Matrix. Nice. That's high praise. That's very high praise. Um, and my last fun fact is apparently Keo, Keo Reeves, is the nicest guy ever. I know. That's what they say I about him. hear that all the time. Specifically in this movie, I guess he was just giving away money left and right. He's like, Aww. you want some money? I love you. You work hard. <laughs> By the end of the trilogy, he had given away supposedly like $75 million. What? Oh my gosh. I love him. So stop uh, talking shit on him. Don't I you know. ever say I oh, that's the thing. Like I his acting is just not does not resonate with me, but it's I do deadpan. I, I hear that he is the <laughs> nicest person in the world. Yeah, and he I seems love that. lovely. I love that. So you know what? That's what I have for you. That's the matrix. That you did a great job did explaining I? that. I it was think kind so. of a hard one, but yeah. I was excited to do it. I've been yeah. waiting for a while. They have some matrix stuff in the Mopop in Ooh, Seattle, yes. the mm -hmm. Museum of Pop mm -hmm. Culture. I'll try to post some pictures if I have some. Yeah. But ever since we went and saw that, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait. wait. Cause this was one of my all time favorite movies yeah. when I was a kid. You and loved it, it. it fucking stands up. Yeah. Go watch it. Go do it. It's on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of right? them. I know. I got to go and watch the right? other ones. Yeah. Shit. Let's Check have it a out. marathon. Yeah. All right, All right. Laura. That means I'm up. You're up. All right. So I am doing 2014's <laughs> American <laughs> Fantasy. Okay. Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. I never knew how to pronounce this. Maleficent? Yeah, maybe. 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 Lord, probably, you didn't check. I'm, I probably got it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. If there's a chance, then I did it. Yeah. Okay. It sounded good. I'm just going to call her Mally because, <gasps> Cute. you know. It was just too long. I really like that repeating. Mally. Okay. Yes. I've never seen this. I know. I had never seen it. You know, my love of Disney films. You it love is a Disney, a Disney film. film. Um, but I actually did not mind this. Okay. I mean, it's not like I'd reach for it again, but. But it was cute. I liked the backstory. I'm excited. Okay. So directed by Robert Stromberg. Okay. Screenplay by Linda Wolverton. Mm -hmm. And is loosely based on Charles Perrault's original fairy tale. 
and also the Grimm Brothers original fairy tale. Ah, the Grimm Brothers. The Grimms. <laughs> uh, it's a retelling of Walt Disney Films' 1959 animated Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Um, but it's coming from the perspective of the villain. Ooh, I love a twist. Ooh. I love a turntable. Sleeping Beauty was never my, like, no. I don't know that one very yeah, well. That was never mm-hmm. one I went for either. No. Um, the budget uh-huh. was between 180 and 263 mil. Okay, I mean, whoa. you've got some room to play there. Yeah. Uh, but it did 758.5 mil at the box office. Oh, okay, shit. So not too People go shabby. wild for Disney. Right? Wild. Crazy. Yeah. All right, so here's your cast. Okay. Angelina Jolie oh. is Maleficent. Yeah. Mally. Mally. <laughs> Mally for short. Um, Elle Fanning as Aurora. Mm, okay. Uh, Charlto Copley as Stefan. Okay. Leslie Manville as Flittle. Mm-hmm. Amelda Staunton as Notgrass. She's the lady from Notgrass. Harry Potter. Cute. You know who I'm talking about? No. All right. <laughs> I mm-hmm, do not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't give me any context. The mean lady. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't like you know her. You talking about? Yeah. Right, so she's uh, not grass. Okay. And Juno Temple as Thistle Twit. Okay, Thistle name. Twit. Cute. Thistle I like twit. these names. <laughs> not grass and Thistle Twit. Thistle, thistle, thistle Twit. twit. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Riley as Diaval. Okay. And Brenton Thwaites as Prince Philip. Love it. All right. So here is your plot. Give it to me. You know, every one of these fairy tales has to start with... Once upon a time, there were two kingdoms that were the worst of neighbors. Oh, shit. Okay. So bad was their disdain for each other that it was said only a great hero or a terrible villain might bring them together. Okay. I'm there. Okay. In one kingdom lived people like you and I Mm -hmm. with a vain and greedy king to rule over them. Sounds about right. And they were forever discontent. Oh, fuck. Okay. The other kingdom, known as the Moors, lived every manner of strange and wonderful creature. The Moors are a calling. I always say it. (laughs) (laughs) They had no king or queen. Right. You know why? They just lived. Because they trusted in each other. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. It's a hard tiger. It's a hard tiger. One such creature, a young fairy with the most beautiful wings Mm. and sunny disposition. Cute. Who could heal nature with her magic. And so I'm right there. Lord, shut up. Within the first five minutes. Is this you? She's like healing the trees just by touching them. I'm like, oh, "Oh my God. I'm going to cry. Her name was Maleficent. Cute. She kept an eye on the moors Mm -hmm. and she'd like fly around. It was so cute. Good morning, Mr. Chanterelle. I love your cap. Stop it, Laura. It's a little little fungi humor (laughs) there. (laughs) A little fungi humor there. You're the cutest thing that has ever lived. One day, when a young human boy named Stefan breaches the borders of the moors, he and Mally Mm -hmm. have a bonding moment. Is it a meat cute? It is, oh, a, is meat it a mushroom meat cute. It's a mushroom meat cute. And Stefan promises to return. And he did. Oh. Again and again. Oh my God. Making the two the most unlikely of friends. Oh my God. Is it a Romeo and Juliet love story? As the years passed, the friendship bloomed <gasps> into love. Of course it did. You can't deny love. And on Maleficent's 16th birthday, Stefan gave her the gift of true love's kiss. Okay, but I, I sense a turn happening, and I'm feeling I'm feeling uneasy. Uh, yeah, yeah, as in every Disney movie, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. But as the years passed, Stefan's ambition pulled him away from Maleficent. Okay, and towards the temptations of the human kingdom. Oh. He was greedy. 
greedy bastard. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Malith, the strongest of the fairies, became the protector of the Moors. But she often wondered, what the heck happened to Stefan? Where'd my lover go? <laughs> Where's my lover? <laughs> Uh, she did not understand the greed and envy of men. Right. But she was about to learn. Oh, no. No. Yes. Uh, the king had heard news of a new power rising in the Moors. Okay. And he was intent on taking it out. And so when the king and his army attacked the Moors, Maleficent gave that king a beat down. <laughs> did she? <laughs> she she said, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> she said, you are no king to me. <laughs> yeah, beat down. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but on his deathbed, he decrees that anyone who kills the winged creature <gasps> and avenges him will be his successor. Oh, no. Don't. Uh, don't. Stefan. Don't. Stephane no. seizes the opportunity <gasps> and heads to the moors. You slimy motherfucker. But under the guise no. of warning her. What do you mean? Like, he's like, I just came to warn you that the king's army is going. They're coming for you. Right. Stephane. And so she like, oh, my gosh, here he is. She forgave him <gasps> for his absence no. and fell Right back in love oh, with him again, son right? Of a bitch. Okay, but Stefan was deceitful, <gasps> and he drugged her with ale. I think with it was ale. ale. With ale, you just know, a, just a, a little thimble. She is a fairy. Thimble, right? <laughs> uh, once she was out, like a light. <gasps> oh no! He planned to kill her, but he could not bring himself to do it. But instead, he cut off her beautiful wings <gasps> and returned to the castle with his trophy, telling the king that she was dead. And he earned his seat on the throne. But she wasn't dead. She was just wingless. Wingless. Okay, that sounds horrible. Horrible. Right? Um, Maleficent, unable to grasp the loss of her wings. No, no. This sounds deep and painful. Oh, she, you know what? Mama. This was so heartbreaking. And she did, like, Angelina Jolie did such a did great she? job. Aww. Like portraying that, that pain. That pain. Yeah. Um, and hurt. You know oh, what? Yeah, betrayal, she, man. The betrayal. Ooh. She became bitter and hateful, <gasps> and the landscape of the beautiful moors mirrored the pain that she was feeling and became desolate. Mom, you're supposed to give me a <gasps> fucking warning before you do this. I have tears in my eyes. I know. Um, this is how she became a villain. Yes. Oh. Right. Okay. Oh, it's crushing. <laughs> um, one day she rescues a crow by turning him human. Okay. And in return, he vows to serve her. She needs him to be her wings and bring back news from the kingdom. Okay, like cute. what's going on right, there? Right, I right. need to keep an eye on things. Yeah. One day he reports that King Stefan and his queen have had a child. King Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> and her name is Aurora. Oh, okay. And the realm is celebrating with a huge christening. Even the trio of fairies are there to foster good, like goodwill between the yeah. two kingdoms. Okay. Well, if Sentin's not happy, uh, she no. crashes the party. Yeah. And voices her distress over not receiving an invitation. She said, excuse me, where was my motherfucking Hello? cocktail weenie? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my flute of champagne? Champagne. Yeah. Um, awkward. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So she also bestows a gift on the wee lass. Oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. uh, a, curse. She's a curse. She says that before the sun sets on Aurora's 16th birthday, she will prick her finger mm. on a spinning wheel. Okay. And fall into <laughs> a gully. <laughs> I was slumber, but it says lumber. I'm like, <laughs> fall into a slumber. She's going to join Itzy <laughs> in the gully. <laughs> Preserved for all time. Yeah. Uh, 
only true love's kiss can awaken her uh, from that's the slumber, classic which <laughs> classic. is interesting because neither stefan or maleficent believe that that exists oh they're they're both mm-hmm. a little bitter okay mm-hmm. okay uh the king ordered every spinning wheel to be destroyed Hmm. I mean, that's pretty rash. How are they supposed to make clothes? <laughs> I was going to say, first of all, what's a I spinning mean, wheel? They're going to be. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's used to make thread. We're going to talk about to it. To weave. <laughs> to weave. It's not weaving. It's spinning. Oh, is there a difference? Yes, there is. Okay, you know there what, fucker. <laughs> We're going to talk about okay, it. Hold my, your jets. My bad. Pull your jets. But yeah, you can't go on destroying every spinning wheel. I first mean, of all, why is she going to prick a her finger on a spinning wheel just fucking stay away from those exactly right one would think that would seem like that would be too hard Mm, but it is (laughs) all right so but he destroys them all right right but then secretly he entrusts the safety of his wee babe to the magic of the pixies Mm, the three pixies right yeah they're gonna whisk her away to a remote cottage for 16 years and a day keep her safe okay keep her away from spinning wheels right? right um except they had no idea how to take care of a child right they were pretty Amateurs. Yeah, amateurs. Yeah. Right. Uh, the king's cheese begins to slide off his cracker. Okay. And he becomes a recluse in the castle, just plotting Maleficent's demise. I mean, he's. You're the one that took her wings, motherfucker. Right. Did you think you she asked was, her? What exactly did, did you, you think, think she was, was not to do? <laughs> did you think she wasn't coming for you, yeah, buddy? It, uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Meanwhile, his soldiers are hunting for her far and wide. Okay. Hint, she's in the moors. I don't. I mean. <laughs> know how hard that is how far and wide do you have to (laughs) she's right there where she's always been (laughs) she's just standing there like uh right here but mally built a wall of her own both physically and emotionally (laughs) a wall around my heart i know it well yeah uh that the moors may never again suffer the touch of any human and she revealed, or she reveled in the sorrow that her curse caused. <laughs> she, she revealed, she revealed my heart. I know how to read. <laughs> Sometimes more coffee. The fairy secret hiding cottage. Okay, was not very secret. No, she I didn't found think out, it would be. Yeah, she found out pretty quickly. Right. in no time, and she set out to keep an eye on the wee babe. Oh no. Um, she, she's peering through, uh, through the window and she's like, it's so ugly. Ew, don't I roast al- my, I can almost feel sorry for it. Don't roast my pad. She starts calling it beastie. <laughs> Crusty. I oh. hate you beastie. Oh. <laughs> because the fairies were complete idiots. They yeah. were trying to feed this newborn baby carrots. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> like from the, just, just a, a carrot. Full carrot. Right. Uh, Mally was forced to take up the task of ensuring that this babe did not starve to death or fall off of a cliff. Oh my God. Um, she didn't want anything happening to her before her curse could come <laughs> to said, fruition. She to keep you alive so <laughs> I can curse you. Yeah, she didn't even need to curse her. These, right. these three bumbling idiots, <laughs> she would have been dead in no time. Right. Um, but as you may have guessed, over the years, Aurora referred to Mally as her fairy godmother <gasps> And began to soften her icy heart. Oh, no. Prompting Maleficent to attempt without success to revoke the curse. Oh, my God. She so can't Mally, She didn't. Uh, she can't because she can't. when she spewed the curse, she said no man alive can break the curse. Oh. So she can't even revoke her own curse. Ouch. But she wants to. She wants to. 
Right before her 16th birthday, Aurora asks Maleficent if she can live in the moors forever. And she agreed. But when Aurora goes to tell the trio of fairies her plan, they quickly give her the tea about who she is and the curse that was put on her. And she is crushed. Oh, my God. Another betrayal. She runs directly to the castle to find solace in her papa. Papa, can you hear me? Who had none for her. Of course. (laughs) I'm giving you nothing. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Oh, shit. Pain is funny. My gosh, she quickly... She quickly stumbled upon the one and only spinning wheel that remained no, and, you know, sake. pricked her finger and fell into a slumber. On purpose, did she prick her finger? I don't think so. Girl, you but were just like, like you, you know, know what? I'm going to start weaving. <laughs> you were given this information. Instructions. Now it's not the time <laughs> to knit a fucking sweater. <laughs> God. There's no knitting. <laughs> I don't know what a spinning wheel is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Not even a kiss from the handsome prince could awaken her. But when Maleficent comes to her and tells her how sorry she is and how she will miss her so and kisses her forehead, she awakens Aurora and breaks the curse. True love's kiss. Oh my god. I did not see that coming. That's a cute spin. It is. As the king bursts in and tries to take her out, Aurora Borealis quickly realizes who the real monster is. Papa. Papa, can you hear me? Damn. Uh, she's Daddy issues. <laughs> issues. Daddy issues. <laughs> They'll get you. <laughs> she stumbles upon Maleficent's wings that the king had been keeping behind glass. That motherfucker kept. He, mm. I can't even speak. He kept the wings. He kept a trinket. Yeah, a tchotchke. <laughs> a tchotchke. And she frees them, and they quickly fly back to Maleficent. Oh. My God. Uh, and she kicks the king's ass. Yeah. Who of does? Course. Aurora? Maleficent. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. They should have went in on wings, it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Well, she did free the wings. Uh, no longer bitter. She simply says this fight is over. Okay. And walks away. Um, but the king is having none of it, of course. Like, really, my guy? And he once more tries to take her out. And he ends up falling to a most deserved death. Now you're in the gully. That's right. Have fun. <laughs> and you're not preserved like you see. <laughs> no preserving for you. Uh, we will not find out you have a dairy allergy <laughs> or bad knees. No one will know your story. Maleficent <laughs> <laughs> oh, returns to the Moors, okay. returning them to their former glory because oh. she's no longer sad and hateful. Oh my God, my heart. It she, hurts. I know. She relinquishes her position to Aurora, making her the queen of the Moors. And she's also now the queen of the other kingdom, right? So she's just fucking, I'm the queen of everything, bitch. Queen of it all. Finally uniting the two kingdoms. 
my God, that's pretty. And they that's all live happily pretty. ever after. Oh my God, that never right? happens. I know. Yay. Only in Disney tales. Uh, is there a sequel? I'm sure it goes crashing yeah, down. Yeah, it just came out like a couple years ago. Oh, did it? Yeah. So. Well, hey, that seemed cute. That, that was seemed cute. cute. That was cute. Different I liked spin. it. A different spin. I liked it. I always like when the villain story is told because yeah. there's always something that makes yeah. them a villain, there's right? There's two sides that's to right. every story. That's T-M. right. TM. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> The wisdom of Lee. Yeah. It's in a book. <laughs> That's never been said before. I said it right now. You got like a daily meditations by Lee. <laughs> oh my God. I should make it like an affirmations deck. You should. <laughs> With just shit that comes out of my mouth. You should. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. Uh. All right, so would you like a few fun and random facts? Yes, I would love some. <laughs> All right, so Maleficent's magic changes color. Oh my God, I love this. Yes. When she is good, her magic is gold. But oh when God. she is evil, it's green. Green? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, this is Angelina Jolie's Disney debut. Okay. And she's so kick-ass, she performed her own stunts. Yeah, she did. Right? Yeah. And her costume and makeup were inspired by Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga? <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> Specifically, her Born This Way album cover. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Okay. All right. right. Hey, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All of the actors and actresses were partly chosen based on their uncanny resemblances to their characters in the Disney's 1959 okay. Sleeping Beauty. They were keeping it. Yes. I caught it. Now, we just talked last week, I believe. Uh, it, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? Uh, this is the last hurrah for special effects makeup artist Rick Baker. What? Yes. Are you kidding? After this film, he decided to retire from the industry. What? Claiming lack of good work. Oh my god! He's like, ouch! I'm out of here. Your movies are shit. Goodbye. I'm out of here. <laughs> me. There's there's nothing to challenge me any longer. <laughs> Too good for you. Peace out. I thought you would like this one. Judy Dench, Emma Thompson, and Tara Reid were considered for the roles of the fairies. I'm sorry, she didn't get it. You want to run that back one more time? A badass with a finger splint. <laughs> She couldn't wave Pinky her magic. Splint. She couldn't make wave her magic wand with a splint. Her powerful dust comes out of her finger splint. No, no wand needed. And if that's not bad enough, yeah. The producers tinkered around with the idea of reuniting Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker what? as the three fairies. No, that would not have passed. Horrible. Absolutely not. Horrible. You should be ashamed. Like miniature Shame. hocus pocus fairies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Wait, that would be kind of funny. And in case you were wondering, yes, Nicolas Cage was up for the role of Melissa. You know what? I didn't even need to ask. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You made that up. You got me there. You know what? I believed you. I thought you were going to say the male, the male part. I was like, yeah, nope, for sure. That's good one, Laura. I just ten out of ten. Up. Ten out of ten. All right, Disney Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. is considered one of Disney's most queer-coded fairy tales. Really. Yep, and with the reimagining of Maleficent as mm-hmm. the most innocent of outcasts, her story is considered painfully queer. Okay. When someone she loves betrays her trust Ow. by taking her wings, yeah. it is likened to conversion therapy 
and the trauma that comes with that. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I think I did know that it was like a big... That mm-hmm. it was celebrated in the queer community, but I yeah. have no idea why. Like yeah. I said, I don't know Sleeping Beauty too I'm much. I'm sure it goes much deeper than that. I'm but sure. Yeah. I like that people can like relate to, yes. you know what I mean? There's yeah. a message in there for Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what is my lesson? I honestly have no idea. I kind of hope it. <laughs> We're going to talk about the spinning wheel. Oh my God. That's what I was going to say. Are you going to tell me what a spinning <laughs> wheel is? You, yeah. Is absolutely. it magical? It is. I have no idea what it well, is. Well, it can be. Okay, yeah. tell me about it. Um, well, first of all, spinning wheel. I can't I just keep singing the tune from Blood, Sweat, and Tears in my head. What is it? Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel spin. Mm, okay. I got oh, no money. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the song. You don't? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> two packs. Two packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you tried to get rid of me, bitch. Hacked him up a lung. Um, well, the tune's not the only thing that involves a spinning wheel. <laughs> I think that tune is probably like drug references or something. I've never heard know. of it before in my no? life. No. Nope. Oh, I bet you have. All right. Anyway, um, it got me wondering, like, what the heck? What's up with the spinning wheel? Uh, clearly, Why I don't so know. Many stuff? Yeah. yeah, obviously. Tell me about it. Uh, the art of spinning dates back more than 10,000 years. Okay. And is considered the oldest textile skill. Ooh, okay. Yes. Spinning is the process of creating yarn or thread. Okay. From raw plant and animal materials. Oh, so you're creating the thread. That uh, you're okay. making, yep, like yep, you're yep. taking a bunch of animal fur and, and you're then making you're the making thread. it into like yarn yes, and thread, yes, yes. yeah, which is then woven. I right? was a little, I was a step ahead yes, in the process. Absolutely. Got it into cloth, okay, right to produce like invaluable things that are needed to sustain life, right, right. Like think about when if there was no cloth. Yeah, you know, it makes tools, clothing, shelter. Lord, tell me about I it. I mean, all of these things. Lord, you're so handy right now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, it was considered, you know, a important skill, very important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was first done by hand Ooh. using like rudimentary tools, like sticks and oh, rocks. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. Brendan Fraser was in the cave <laughs> <laughs> with spinning some yarn with Uzi. <laughs> Uh, that's the sequel (laughs) yeah um and then it would progress to what was called a spindle which was basically like a stick right and a distaff okay okay and then graduated to a primitive type of wheel Mm -hmm. but the modern spinning wheel that comes to mind for most of us not leanne not me nope (laughs) did not appear until the 18th century Oh, shit. Yes. Um, spinning is still necessary for making cloth, <laughs> but nowadays we just have machines that do it All for right. us. That right? takes the fun out of it. Come on. Oh, my gosh. It's so time I consuming. I was going to say laborious. Well, you think how much yarn it would take yeah. to even knit a sweater. Right. So, oh, my gosh. Just time consuming. <laughs> it's like boggles the it mind. Is, yeah. Um, spinning was considered solely to be a woman's job. Okay. And being a spinster... Ah, didn't hold the same connotation that it does it today. Does, oh, so now okay. it's like a negative, right? Uh, to refer to a woman who doesn't marry. Oh, ouch. Okay, yeah. spinster. Lord, you little spinster, you. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. spinster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's depressing. Oh. <laughs> 
Hello, darkness, my old uh, women often would gather to do their spinning together because although spinning required a great deal of skill, little spinning circles, and focus, yeah. yes, uh, it could get rather boring. Yeah. So often the gals would tell stories oh. as they worked. Oh, I like that. They would spin a yarn to say. Spin a yarn. A yarn. <laughs> Where'd you go? Spin Ireland. a yarn. <laughs> To pass the Spin time. Yarn. <laughs> Spin a yarn. Spin a yarn. That's not right. I apologize. <laughs> I can't pass off an Irish accent. All right. So it is not surprising that spinning appears in many of our favorite mythologies and fairy tales. Fuck yeah. There Are you, you going to talk to me about Greek mythology? Just tell let's me right now. Let's start with our oh. favorite Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah, let's just do it. And mention the master spinners. Okay. The three fates. Oh, oh, yes. I knew this was sounding familiar. We've already talked about them. Clotho spun the thread that became yes. a person's life. Okay. Latchis, if I'm wrong, Latchis. <laughs> measured the thread and a topos <laughs> cut the thread. I like that. So yeah, there you go. We have talked about the them master before. spinners. Pretty. Uh, the concept that the fates spin our destiny mm. gives a creation aspect to the art of spinning. Mm. Figuratively and quite literally. 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 Um, one takes the most basic of materials yeah. and creates something mm. which sustains life. Yeah. Something out of nothing, really. Right. Right? I love that. It's awesome. It's beautiful. What a skill. <laughs> In Norse mythology, yeah. a similar tale of the fates are called Norns. Okay. And they are three spirits who spin the thread of life. Ooh, I haven't heard of this. Right. And also Norris has a goddess of spinning known as Frigg. Mm. And she knows the fate of all men. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, look out, And bitches. we could go on and on because literally almost every culture has some mythology. About spinning. About spinning. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, these mythologies often became stories or yarns. Right. Uh, that most of us are familiar with. Okay. And they're known as the fairy tale. Right? Yeah. And the first is very reminiscent of the fates and the norns in mythology. Okay. And it's called the three ants. Mm, okay. Okay. It was a Norwegian folktale about a young maiden uh -huh. uh, who worked in the palace. Okay. Uh, she quickly becomes a favorite of the queen, mm. uh, which makes the other maids very angry. Yeah. So they tell the queen, hey, this girl can, she can like spin flax into cloth. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, a she, ton of it in a day. She's a spinster I mean, in a good way. In, in a good right? way, yes. Yeah. Um, but she can like crank it out, okay. right? Uh, and then she can also weave. She can also sew. I mean, she's like the full package here. Damn, she okay. can do it all. Uh, so to put her to the test, the queen is pretty impressed. And she gives her a room full of flax and a spinning wheel. Okay. But unfortunately, the gal has no idea she how said, to do, what the fuck do, I do any with, of those with things. With this bird seed. Right. <laughs> what the hell do I do? <laughs> she has no idea. So each time the task is set upon her, uh -huh. an old deformed woman comes to rescue, offering to take her tasks, like to, to take to, on the okay. task in exchange oh, no. for the last claiming them as her aunts on her wedding day. Okay. All right. So elated is the queen with the girl's gifts, uh -huh. which of course she didn't do, right? right. She allows her to marry her son, <gasps> making her a princess. Okay. As the wedding day approaches, the girl keeps her word, mm -hmm. introducing the women as her aunts. Okay. The prince, 
freaks the fuck out. Why? Because, you know, they are not very attractive. Oh my right? God, ouch. And they claim that their years of spinning has brought about the ugliness. Oh. Like, I guess one has like a, one of the stories read, like she has like this huge clubbed foot or something. Oh, like oh my that. God, ouch. Drag. Yeah, so they claim it's the spinning did it. Okay. So immediately the prince decrees that his new princess will never spin, weave, or sew. Oh my God. For as long as she lives. You're kidding. Which is grand for her because she can't anyway. So yeah. the trick. Tables have turned. <laughs> Congratulations. You the played tables. yourself. <laughs> she won out. Right. I love that. The three ants similarly remind me of another tale. Okay. By the Brothers Grimm. Okay. Known as Rumpelstiltskin. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. In this tale, he does the spinning. Right. But his price is our heroine's firstborn child. Uh, child. Oh, child. <laughs> kind of sleeping beauty-ish, right? right? Yeah. Uh, the only way to void the deal is by guessing his name. Okay. And who the fuck's going to guess that? Exactly. When old Rumpy arrives for his payment, <laughs> the now queen speaks his name and the trickster is tricked. She finds out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So these two tales <laughs> associate spinning with trickery, not ah. the spinning itself, but the women associated. The person doing the spinning. Yeah. Ah. There you go. Okay. I found this one interesting in Hans Christian Andersen's. The wild swans, mm-hmm. a gal must gather nettles and spin them into a coat for each of her brothers who have been turned into swans by their evil stepmother. More cute. So if she, you know. Do you want me to knit you a nettle sweater? I mean, my nettle scarves is like some of my favorite <laughs> I possessions. Know, I know. I love it. So most people don't think that. So if you don't know nettles, which is one of my plant allies, yeah. they're called stinging nettles for a reason. Right. Because when you touch them, you get these little stings they're, and right. they, they hurt. hurt. They do. So it, one would not think that, that this you would could be do that. a right. great fiber. Yeah. But it's interesting to note that nettles were once revered as a staple fiber. I love that. Right up there with flax, hemp, and cotton. Oh, my God. But it became that the other fibers were, like, much more economic. Ah, okay. And nettles fell by the wayside. Well, they got left in the dust. Right, but they still continue to be used in the Scottish Highlands. Really? For cloth. Okay. See, we got to go to Scotland. I love my nettle scarves. You do? Oh, I love them. Um, So, in many of the tales, the art of spinning leads to wealthy, good-looking husbands. Hey, Lore. Do you need to pick up a new hobby? (laughs) be looking for a spinning wheel at the thrift store Um, (laughs) but often represented one's journey to maturity the maiden learned to spin Mm -hmm. and if you did it well you could be rewarded with a better role of wife and mother okay Mm. all right although ludicrous by (laughs) today's standards these stories came about at a time when women had very little options for themselves and marriage meant stability Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. So if you sucked at spinning, you were doomed to become a spinster. <laughs> <Tough shit. laughs> you were a spinster. Damn. Ouch. It's fucking choose, rough out there. <laughs> I choose to look magically at it from the creation aspect. Yeah, I like that. And in that respect, yeah, women are creators. Right. Right. That's yeah. I like tying that tying the world together with the thread of life and spinning it the wheel of the year. Okay, Lore. Pretty. Right? I love that. Very pretty. So that is my take on spinning wheels. I like that. I'm actually glad you did that because it was a big part of the story and I was a little confused. I mean, it was considered such a important skill that 
spinning wheels were everywhere. And I thought it was very um, well done in the movie because there is a scene where you see nothing but spinning wheels and all these women at them and all of these textiles and tapestries hanging. So they did it really well. Like it would have been so ubiquitous throughout the kingdom. that You would have seen them everywhere. Yeah. And the chance of her pricking ah, her finger on the wheel. There you go. That answers the question. Okay. Yeah. So that is spinning wheels and Maleficent. Laura. Fun yes. and unexpected. Yes, that I was a like cool little that. magical little cutie lesson. pie. I love that it. was very magical. Yeah. Oh my god, up so top. Awesome. Hey, Woo. those are two really good movie recommendations yeah. for you. Go watch them. Yeah. And you know, if I'm saying I like a Disney movie, it's it's not bad. I know. And hey, you didn't mind the Matrix, and you're not a big fan no. of sci-fi. No, there I'm was really a not. lot in both of those movies. Sci-fi it seems and like. action. Yeah, is not my thing. I really action's probably my least favorite mm. genre. Yeah, but genre. this one when they're wearing like sick ass trench coats and they're all looking <laughs> fire as hell. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh my God. It. All right. Speaking of, you have to take a picture of me okay. for social media. We'll put it on our Instagram. Okay. Oh my God. But I have glasses that semi resemble <laughs> matrix glasses. Did you pick them up at a tchotchke shop? No, these are matrix sunglasses. <laughs> he wears them today. He wears them to this day. <laughs> they don't look like matrix sunglasses, but they're all I've got. Kind of. What's a matrix pose. Do you think? Hmm. Let me try to think. I don't know. Let me try to think. All right. Is that, that is the look. Laura, press the button. I know. (laughs) I'm terrified to see that photo. (laughs) All right, go check it out on Instagram and we'll catch you guys next week. We will. Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you all. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.